And you can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a clown. Why? Because <laughs> you're like, you can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit record. Everyone. Yeah, I am recording. Oh, oh fantastic. Brilliant. All right. Sit back, relax. You're listening to the Lazy Procrastination Podcast. I'm Sophie, and this is The Big Sleep. I'm back, I'm alive. Um, I finished my dissertation. Uh, happy Virgo season. I really like Virgo seasons, the best seasons. And to celebrate both Virgo season and my return, I have coerced my flatmates friends of the pod, Sarah and Leah, to come and uh, talk with me about YA and other drugs. So um, introduce yourselves. Leah, you go first. <laughs> That's rude. Hi. Um, yes, I'm Leah, Sophie's flatmate. Um, and friend of the pod. And friend of the pod. <laughs> and of course, into participating in this episode. You were. Okay, I'm going to ask you a fun fact, but it's not a fun fact. What's the most weird thing you find about living in England? The weirdest. The, the most weird thing. People have carpets everywhere in their houses. I have to agree. The obsession with carpets is just... Perfect. Sarah, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Sarah, Sophie's other roommate. Um, and other friend of the pod. And other friend of the pod. I think for me, it's... I agree with you. That is very odd, and I don't understand. And... Also, I think it's very weird that everyone calls you love and sweetie, and to Darling, me it's just very honey. odd. Yeah. Okay, I actually am a fan of that. But I, I mean, mean, I like, like it too. I like it too. It just like every time it's like it's sweet, but also unexpected, or it was at least when I came here. Yeah, especially when you're just in the shop and someone's yeah. like, "Sure, sweetie." But I think it's nice. I think it's like because I grew up in Paris and everyone's rude. So then when I moved here, I was like, everyone's so friendly. And everyone was like, no, people yeah. are not friendly in London. And I thought, well, move to Paris and you'll get it. Anyways, so today the theme, YA and other drugs. Why? Because Cordelia, other friend of the pod that you will all have heard in the Gleeks episode, started a podcast called Cordelia and Jeremy's Infinite Podcast. And you should all go and listen to it. I listened to the first episode yesterday. It was really great. And it made me think of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, hence YA. And then yesterday we talked about YA. And then I was like, oh my god, this should be on the Bookworm series. However, other drugs. I wanted to talk about you because I'm watching it. I don't think it's very, very good, but I'm also completely hooked. And then Leah pointed out... That is the exact same phenomenon with most YA. And so the theme of this episode is... <laughs> things, things that are not very good. That are not very good, <laughs> but <laughs> you're nonetheless hooked on. Voila. Um, Sarah put me on to you because you watched it before me. Yeah, I did. But did I actually put you on Yeah, because you were oh. like, oh. Oh, yeah. You? No, but wasn't it because when I spilled on my laptop and then I said, oh, I never yes! save anything in my iCloud because I watched you. And <laughs> I think it was because of that. Right, friends, it's because there was a tragedy. <laughs> However, it's really on to you. And uh, yeah, so use a series for people who haven't watched it about um, Dan from Gossip Girl, but he's a stalker, which I guess is kind of like Dan from Gossip Girl. I'm sure people have made that comparison. But there you go. And um, yeah, and it's not very good, but I'm very hooked. And is it not very good? I think it's funny. I, I was going to ask. I some, don't no, think it's bad. No, some bits are really funny. No, it's not bad. But it's not... Do you think it's good because you binge it? Or do you think it's good because it's genuinely good? Probably because I binge it. 
as someone who only watched the first two episodes, <laughs> I think it's mostly good when you binge it. Because yeah. when you're in it, yes, I like I wanted to keep watching, and then I think it was before the quarantine, so then I was interrupted in my watching process. So rude. But I think okay, I think there are really good things about you. I'm not done yet. I'm halfway through season two, and I'm really obsessed with it. And it's kind of making me paranoid, like you. So I understand that bit. So I guess it's good at like putting yeah. into the mind, and also it's good at putting into the mind of the guy because I agree with him. And you were saying you felt the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, fair. Murder yeah. this girl. Yeah. Is that very weird? Which is weird. Like you catch yourself thinking, "Why am I thinking like this?" Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the point, right? They're kind of like, "Yeah, I'm going to show you what like a toxic man thinks." Yeah. So I guess it's good. Yeah, watch it. And anyways, it made me think about Lolita because I was like. <gasps> Apparently, that's what happens in Lolita, but none of us have read it. Except if Sarah's read it. Have no. you read it? <laughs> I haven't read it. None I haven't of us read, have it. read it. But Re- Leah said that she listened to an audiobook that's vaguely related to Lolita, so I said to save it for the pod. Tell us about it. Well, vaguely. Um, so, the audiobook is called My Dark Vanessa, I believe. And I cannot remember the author right now. But yeah, basically, um, it's, it mirrors the plot of. Lolita and is also very much like based on the metaphor of Lolita and again yeah kind of I very much wondered about Lolita without having read it (laughs) wait has this book just has it just been published I don't know I think it's quite because I feel like it was on like a list for like a the woman's uh, it was was featured on audible it came out on the 10th of March 2020 it's by Kate Elizabeth Russell and it's described as a psychological fiction again similar to you it was interesting to get the so it, it's from the perspective of the girl who's in a relationship with her like much older teacher but again it was very interesting to get the in, like you really got into her head even though you were aware that the whole the whole phenomenon is just wrong but also you were really kind of in her perspective so in that sense there's okay. something that that's about to come up called Luster. I don't remember by who. And I've heard really great thing about it. And apparently it's kind of the same or like... Oh, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it has yeah. anything to do with Lolita. But it's by Raven Leilani. And apparently it's excellent. And um, okay. yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited to read it actually. Because it's kind of the same story. But the author is a black woman. It's said in the US sometimes. And like I think there's something with also race and class and stuff within it. The summary of this part of the pod is that we haven't read Lolita, but we all have many thoughts about thinking about Lolita. Not even thoughts about Lolita, just thoughts. Tara, do you have thoughts about Lolita? Just thoughts and feelings. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it's not something that I want to read. Because, like, I can't imagine liking it. But now that we talk about it, I just remembered that I read in high school. I had to read uh, *Lamont* by yeah, yeah for my like high school exam, and that was kind of around the same. I mean, it was kind of the same theme actually. It was like a fifteen-year-old girl. But that's what intrigued me about that book specifically because I was like, is this more construction work? Yeah, the neighbors are doing construction work. It's okay. We'll go. With we'll it. roll. <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah. Um, yeah. So what were you gonna say about Lolita? Um, I guess similar to what you were saying, it's not really something that I can fathom. But like, I can't really see myself liking it. But nonetheless, I'm. Yeah. I don't know. There, I'm kind of curious about what it is about the topic that makes it so intriguing. 
Yeah, same. Like, well, I think because I read this thing that was like, yeah. yeah, he's he really manages to get into like it's a brilliant book because it's about how the author can make you think whatever. So in the end, you kind of like agree with the hunter. No, what's his name? Umber, Umber, Umber. Yeah, Humbert. 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 Sorry, silently laughing. In agreement. Um, yeah. So that thing makes me kind of want to read it. I think. But I don't think I like it either. But just mm. like then I'll be cultured and I can be able to be like, yeah. But wait, so Lolita <laughs> was written out of the perspective of the man, right? Of yes, the older man. Um, okay, and Lamont was written out of the perspective of the girl, if I remember correctly. I think so. And it was written by a woman. Hmm. I don't like Lamont. For another, I mean, except if you have more thoughts about Margaret. I haven't read anything else by her. So. Did you like Lamont? I just think her writing style is like. Mm. Insert <laughs> expressive hand gesture. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember too much about it. But I remember that it was set in um, Indochina, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting. Also, like, just that time. Yeah, because she was, like, a rich French girl, if I remember yeah. correctly, and he was, like, a Vietnamese... Um, you probably wouldn't be very woke if we reread it with no, the eyes of 2020. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Shall we cancel Margaret <laughs> today on the table of my podcast? Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, we only know. cancel people we haven't read, right? Sure, still, yeah, we only cancel people we haven't read. I've read her. I was oh, in sorry, yes. school, I had to read her. But something that we have all read is the YA books that we're going to talk about, because we all had many thoughts yesterday. Um, they will be very international. Actually, not for me. I didn't mention any French ones, but Leah and Sarah had a German one that apparently was excellent. <laughs> That they will discuss. Excellent <laughs> is a stretch, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, very interesting. Worthy yeah. of talk. Worthy, yes, worthy of conversation. Yes, that's for sure. You introduced it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll come to that. But first, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which is why I started all this. So that was... Yeah, I thought about it because of Cordelia and Jeremy's podcast. And it was really good. And I would contend that it is the best of YA fiction of the 2010s with my memories of today. Because maybe it would be really bad if I reread it. But don't, it was about... No, I will. <laughs> I probably will not. Um, but it was about Nick and Nora, and they were in New York, and they were in a taxi, and they were listening to loads of... Uh, they were not just in a taxi, but part of it was them in a taxi, and they were listening to loads of music. I remember it was nice, but then, as I was reading the plot of the movie on Wikipedia to prepare for this pod... Oh my god, I'm so sorry about my neighbor. Then something... Kat Denning said something about how uncomfortable it was to film Nora's first orgasm, so it reminded me that there was probably a sex scene, and that therefore was, there was? very uncomfortable. Oh my god. I know. Especially with the 2010 eyes, is what you're saying. Uh, I don't know, just like... Because we know... Okay, well, it was written by David Levithan and Rachel Cohn, and yesterday Leah and I were saying that the worst of YA fiction that we've read... Well, no, before they told me about their German one... <laughs> was Will Grayson, Will Grayson... And David Levithan also committed that one. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so now and I'm a Will bit Grayson, like, Will Grayson is yeah. quite a phenomenon. It's, yeah, so um, Leah, do you please want, since you took a wiki dive, do you want to tell people what it is about? Well, I guess our conclusion was it's not quite plot heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not ambiance. <laughs> I guess one could say it is indeed about the ambiance. But, um, so it's about Will Grayson and Will Grayson. They go about their normal high school Wait, life. they're both called Will Grayson? Yeah, they're that's both. The so that's the whole point. <laughs> at some point in the book they meet, I don't remember that, but... In a city, yeah. Because someone has... No, I remember no, that no, they no, met. Yeah, because one Will Grayson has the date that is supposed oh, with to be the with the guy, but then girl, it turns mm-hmm. out to be a girl from his school, and then I think in that town they meet. Yes. I think, well, so one of the Will Graysons. Will Graysons <laughs> to my, my readership. So 
<laughs> you can just put a content note in the beginning. Literally, see it. So, we have Will Grayson and Will Grayson, and they attend high school, they are normal teenagers. Will Grayson 1 is the cool teenager that he, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of happy. <laughs> he's sort happy. Of as happy as you get as a teenager. Um, and the other Will Grayson is um, both depressed and gay. And gay. <laughs> <laughs> both? And there's another gay character because there's a oh my god I guess we have to talk about representation in these books because there's always like the other character so like in this one it's Tiny Cooper a really tall like big gay guy and so it's funny because he's called Tiny lol irony but I don't know if it's his real name or a nickname and then I think it was his real like his first his name was Tiny surely it wasn't his real name I don't know to John Green John Green is the other half of Will Grayson Will Grayson co-author books are such a YA phenomenon I feel like so weird. True. Like, how do you even co-author a book? Well, this one. Oh. I, I read up on this. <laughs> so, in this one, they started out with the idea of having um, two characters which share the same name and meet at some point in the book. And then, other than that, they just alternate. Like, they alternated chapters, um, but pretty much just freely started writing and then checked in after each chapter. Oh. And apparently that worked out really well. Please serve as the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so not say me <laughs> I don't agree but well <laughs> I doubt that too. but it, it worked well in Nick and Nora's infinite playlist I thought because yeah. it was very good I guess we should talk about the German one which apparently has been worse and then we can like slowly build our way back up yeah well so it is called <laughs> Maya and Domenico it is by a German author whose name I don't know. I think she's I Swiss, sorry, but I think... No, she's... I think she's German. No, I'm pretty sure she's Swiss. For context, podcast listeners, Leah is German from Germany, whereas Sarah is Swiss from German-Swiss. German-Switzerland. <laughs> is it just German called Switzerland? Switzerland. From Switzerland. <laughs> check, 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 check. Susanne witt Oh my God, guys. Oh the... God. I was so sure that you said she was German yesterday. She's from Basel, Switzerland. Oh my God. See? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> so basically. I sent a picture of this beautiful cover art. Um, yeah. I can't put just, it on the Insta story. It is not yeah, just you should. a book, it's a whole series. <laughs> it's, it's art. Nine books. Indeed. When did the first one actually come out? I Does it Google. say that on the Wikipedia? Because it so it doesn't have a Wikipedia. Oh, really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Well, but basically, at some point when I was in high school, when I was like thirteen, so there must have been two thousand eight. No, that mm-hmm. cannot be. Oh, maybe in English. Wait, I will uh, write Maya und Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> Probably glad. Two thousand and four. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So it was like all That's the rage. More when yeah. <laughs> And everyone was reading it in my class. And yeah, basically it's Maya and Domenico. And do you want to... What is there to say about the book? So <laughs> Maya is a very kind of... A, a very tame Catholic girl. She's 14. Um, she's being bullied in school. Um, and then there's Domenico, who is from Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> and he's very much the BME character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just quoting. Yeah. Um, of course, <laughs> yes, this 2004 book was like, oh my god, look at this BME dude. With his mullet. With his mullet. Jesus Christ. That sounds worse than Will Grace and Will Grace. It like, is worse I, than Will Grace. I'm sure. I haven't read it, but um, I'm pretty sure it is. And Domenico it has a twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which for non-Italian slash Spanish speakers both means Sunday. 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 Yeah, both called Sunday. Sunday. And she's um, Catholic. And Much to unpack. 
Yeah. Let's try and pack indeed. <laughs> what, do we, what do you think are the Catholic implications that they're sort of religious metaphor behind because you said that Domenico. one of them was a good guy and the other well, one wasn't a good sort guy of a, no 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 so so Domenico is he's not the good guy he's they're both the like guy. bad boys no, but he's kind of the bad boy yeah. um but he has more of a grip on his life where his brother is kind of nice but he also has a heroin addiction oh, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah actually i think if i remember he's, correctly he's one, Domingo is nicer one. than Domenico. Yeah. yeah right yeah. and basically there's a whole like triangle situation shit going on over nine volumes um, I can't really remember the plot of the later volumes, can you? At some point they go to Sicily um, on a motorbike. Yeah. From uh, Switzerland. I believe so. I, I thought they were living in Germany, honestly. <laughs> Stop so, as you can see, this is highly contentious. It has been translated, but only the first one, for yeah. reasons that evade all of us. So if you guys want to read it after this stellar review, jump on it. But again, like it fits the theme of... It's kind of bad, but you also kind of can't stop reading. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't sound like it was kind of bad. It sounds like it was extremely bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was extremely bad. bad. <laughs> I read that. You can't read But did you actually read all nine? I didn't read all nine. But I, read, I think I read, I read like two or three. Of them. I, think, I think I read three, four. Well. So we are real connoisseurs. Yeah. <laughs> they are connoisseurs. Um, great. Actually, I feel like there's like a couple of things that you have to mention when you talk about YA, but I haven't read most of them. Because it didn't read Twilight. That's what we were talking about yesterday. Then most of us didn't read Twilight. But Sarah read (laughs) Twilight, so she will jump in. I read... No, that's not actually I lie. I read the first one. I borrowed it at the school's library. And I didn't like it. I was like, oh my god, it's so bad. And also I didn't want to buy it. Because I was like, oh my god, I'm not like other girls. Which is a theme, because we're like, I'm looking for Alaska. Anyways. um, So Sarah, please jump in. Since you have actually read Twilight, do you believe it deserves its crown as best of YA? Does it have a crown as best of YA? Yeah, kind of. Like, when you talk about YA, you think about Stephanie Mayer's Mormon love story of Twilight. <laughs> Were they Mormon? Yeah, oh didn't you know she's a Mormon? That's the whole thing. What? That's why there's the whole thing of, like, you didn't know that? No. So, basically, they Okay, but all, also like, it's been a long time, but I Yeah, don't. but you know how there are all these things, like, for instance, they can't have sex before marriage, because otherwise, like... Oh, but I thought that was because he was, like, a vampire, and but it was, like, why, extremely like, dangerous and y- painful. Yes? But it's a metaphor. Yeah, okay, now can you... <laughs> can you <know? laughs> the metaphor, Sarah, the metaphor. No, I didn't know. Wow. Well, I recently read a Twitter thread, I think it was a Twitter thread, by a woman who went on like her honeymoon to the town that happened to be the town where Twilight was set, and they happened to be sent to the restaurant where Bella and Edward had their first ever date. And she was describing the whole experience because it was booked out. So it was during the like full on hype, and like the receptionist at their hotel was like, "Oh, you're, you're surely here to go to this restaurant," and they were completely oblivious. And they went, and like everyone <laughs> took pictures of them. And then like they were at the restaurant, and the woman, <laughs> no, the, her husband was asked whether he surely wouldn't order like order any food because like that's what the men do on the dates when they go to the restaurants. Because apparently, because Edward doesn't eat, of course, because he only drinks blood. Yeah, and surely she would take the one dish, the pasta dish, or the risotto, or whatever. Surely she would take the risotto, because that's what Bella ate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. But they only realised the whole thing afterwards, when they looked it up. Well, oh friends god. of the pod, we are aghast, <laughs> we are shocked. We didn't know this, thank god for Twitter friends. Yeah. But did you like Twilight when you read it? I have to admit that I did. I think especially the first one, because then it was like... 12 or 13 maybe so I was still very you know perceptive to 
Mormon propaganda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slash vampire human love stories. Speaking um, of YA and German YA, did you read um, Rubin Roth? Yeah. Yes. That was also like yeah, yeah. high YA in yeah. Germany. Yeah, yeah. There is a German takeover of the <laughs> <laughs> Please share. Uh, but honestly, I don't, rem- I don't remember too much. I, so I, I really remember like the movies though, but not the I books. I didn't so watch much. the movies, but I really liked the book when I was like 11. Um, it's about time travel and big feelings and also it's set in London it's actually very cool yeah yeah it sounds like yeah. it would be um, like pretty good it was quite funny yeah. at the time at least okay well for the German it was like a trilogy Ru- ruby red sapphire blue and, and emerald green yeah what <laughs> maybe I have read this and then they got continuously worse across time like the third one is just completely absurd the timelines also don't match up and like don't write a time traveling novel if they like timelines don't match up <laughs> it was translated in 36 languages wow. it was a big thing that's insane uh, it's fine 2009 wow. wow well ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends of the podcast if you oh my god i need to stop saying <laughs> friends of the podcast um, i need to stop saying friends of the pod <laughs> friends of the pod um my favorite gender neutral term if you have read this um Please reach out. I haven't <laughs> actually. I lied. I haven't read this. No, Twilight. Okay, so there's that. Then there's John Green, obviously, which is yeah. kind of the reason why, at least me, that's why I jumped into this kind of way. Like I read Looking for Alaska, and I was like, oh my god, like wow, she's so deep. Wow, she's called Alaska. It's so profound. Wow. Owen Wilson says wow, and I don't know if I would hate it. I haven't reread it because I'm pretty sure I would not like it that much. Um, but I really liked it at the time. That was really cool. The timeline stuff. Where is it set? What is it about? It's, I feel oh, like I'm. You I haven't like. Read it? No, I haven't read okay, it. Cool. So, looking for Alaska is. It's about. It's set in a, a boarding school, and um, this guy arrives, and he's the protagonist. So you see everything through his his eyes, and he meets this girl, and she's called Alaska, and she's not like other girls, mm-hmm. and she reads books, and she listens to music, and she's like, oh. like <laughs> I don't know. She picked her own name. Yeah, she picked her own name. Oh, so her three. real name isn't Alaska. No, it is. When, when she was her, three? Yeah, so her parents gave babies? her, like, a placeholder name. And then, like, when she was, I think, three... I hope they actually called her placeholder. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, What's your, what, what name do you want? And she was like, Alaska. What a smart you toddler. You a name at three. What would you have been called? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't remember much of my surroundings at three. Actually, my sister gave herself her own name. It was really funny. She called herself by her second name, which is Sophia. And there's also also Rochpelli, which is like a Swiss uh, like character. I don't really know how to describe it. But she would call herself that and she would like start screaming and throwing a tantrum whenever someone would call her by her real name. So whenever like guests would come who didn't know what was going on, they were like, and they would call her. Do you still loud. call her that? No. Ah, okay. It would be funny. Sorry. No, that's why we're here. <laughs> to get into deep questions. This, oh yeah, no. So that happens. Blah blah blah. She's in the the school. He's mad in love with her. Obviously, I think they kiss maybe at some point. There's a third character who's probably the diversity person. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then halfway through the book, she disappears and she dies. And the other half of the book is trying Spider. to figure out what. Ha- it's not really. I mean, it is a story. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll put a contact note. Respective fans of for John Green. But yeah, the second half of the book is kind of trying to figure out what happened that night. And like, oh. is it a suicide? Was it an accident? Because she dies in a car accident. But they're like, is it a suicide? Is it an accident? Okay. And then we still don't know whether it was a suicide or an okay. accident. Okay, sounds really interesting though. Like, yeah. I think I would have liked that. 
I, I think I don't hate myself for liking it when I was younger. I think a lot of the plot lines, like the, the a lot of the reason why she's interesting is the whole like oh, I'm so special, mm. and then like other girls, which, as we know, is a sexist trope, but it's kind of like the idea. Yeah, and but I, I don't know like why I take that voice. It is a sexist trope. <laughs> I feel like a lot of his, or like all of his novels are very male gazy. Well, yeah, I don't think any of them have a woman protagonist. Well, a lot of them have a like. They have a woman interest, but it's yeah. not a protagonist. Have you read any of the Jungian books? Yet? No. Sarah I don't know how. Protected. I honestly don't know how. I've well, now they've been Not even the Salty North Stars? No, have but I've seen the movie. the movie. Yeah. yeah, is that where they both have cancer or something? Yeah, they One go to Amsterdam. No, both, both of them? Both of them can start with the cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I put it in my mouth, but I do not give it the power yeah. to kill me. But see, like, I don't want to... I sound very judgy right now, and I am. <laughs> but also, at the same time, I don't judge... Like, I think those were good books for... Well, I don't know. People have yeah, but would you, debates. like, if you had a teenage... Would I give it to them? A really good question. I always have that debate with my boyfriend because it's like, mm, no, like, I don't think you should give bad books to teenagers because it's like, no. But I think some of the YA books are really good. I just don't think John Green is particularly mm. good. And I also think that a lot of my love for reading today comes from having binge-read books when mm. I was a teenager I or agree. a child. Um, which mm. weren't necessarily very good, but that's just yeah. I very much get the feeling of just spending a whole rainy day on the sofa with a book. Mm. Yeah, 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 I definitely. very much get that from binge reading Bad not books. very good YA books. That's like that's kind of an attachment to books that I'm really grateful for, mm. and yeah. that, that definitely makes me read more. Yeah, no, today definitely. And more and I think that like children's books tend to be better in that they're often quite good, even though like they're for children, but they're quite good in the plot and stuff. I think mm. what happens with a lot of YA books is that it's kind of like oh, it's teenagers, so all the interested in is like and then it's gonna be good but like i agree with you that yeah. it's good because it gives you it makes you want to read more mm. and, and like also yeah. to be fair like that's what i was interested in when i was like 12 13 same. 14 like i wanted to read that like, same actually oh my god i haven't said it here yet but i said it last night i was so obsessed with that series called private and it was like objectively really bad it was about the rich and famous in like a private school private boarding school in like Nantucket or wherever like somewhere where Westland in the US and there were like murders and really long descriptions of like Steve Madden boots and like seven formal mankind skinny jeans and a silk shirt like, I was obsessed with these books and I think I ordered there was like 15 different you know what I'll find how many there actually were do you think you maybe were also interested in them because, like, your own life was... Like, there wasn't as much, like, stuff... Uh, no, because, like, in all of <laughs> yeah. those book, there's, books, there's such great, like, love stories and, like, boy meets girl and whatever. And, like, in real life, you're just, like, we were, a teenager and nothing is actually happening. Whereas in real life, we were just living our nerdy lives in high school. Yes, that's true. Actually, that's more... T- well, I don't know. Do you make the difference between high school and, like, Oh, for high school, I'm Germany? talking from, like, 10 to... Starting from the age. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. that's when we start high school. Really? We start high school at 10. It's 8 years. 8 or 9 years. We start at 12. Well, primary school is only 4 years in Germany. Wow. Well, there were 16 books in the private series. <laughs> and I read all 16. And I ordered some. From the US. Wow. The Commitment. dedication. Commitment. Um, Leah, no, you haven't read them. Sarah and I read the Pretty Little Liars books yeah. as well. Those were, I, I really like those books. It, I think that was before the series came out, right? Yeah. I really liked them. For, for some reason, I never read the last. I think it was because, it, yeah, it would have been the same. I would have had to order it from the US. And then I never did. And it, it bugged me so much at the time because I obviously didn't find out who A was and like what was I going on. Yeah. yeah, I really like these ones. But then, okay, I thought about one that actually I thought is really good and I would reread. And I reread it, I think, the first year of uni. So, I mean, I'm not going to say I was 
think I've evolved, I've ascended since, but still, I was not, like, I was in 13, and it's called 13 Little Blue Envelopes, and I thought it was French, but actually it's American, it's by someone called Maureen Johnson, and it feels like George Ezra's Wanted on Voyage, if anyone has listened to this album, because it feels like you're interrailing through Europe, and, like, I've never interrailed, but I feel like I have, because I read this book and I listened to this album, and it was actually good, this one I would give to a teen, because it was, like, loads of... I mean, obviously, it was really heteronormative story. Everyone was white and, like, it probably exoticized Europe a bit, but, like... Actually, no. Like, the people from Sicily? <laughs> no, but that was just, like... She was just, like, oh, my God, Europe. Like, wow, Paris. Wow, Rome. Wow. <laughs> and, like, I'm the same. Not with Paris, because I hate it, but, like, other places in Europe. So, um, yeah, so that one was good. Um, and then... Wait, I thought about another one that we talked about yesterday. At least pretty mm-hmm. special extra. Yes. Ugly is very special extra. Sarah hasn't read it either. No. Maybe you weren't as like hooked into YA. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, Maybe I she read. Just too old. No, I read a lot, no, but, but I think Sarah I might. Is not that old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I feel like in YA terms, it like two years really. Yeah, it makes a difference. True. Like the books that I read at twelve didn't interest me at all anymore when I was fourteen. Yeah. Or like what I read when I was fourteen didn't really interest me anymore when I was sixteen. Maybe that's why you read Twilight in the beginning. Yeah. And I think also, then after us, the whole, like, dystopian YA... I mean, yeah. What is it called? In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has a different name in German. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's a whole... That was towards the end of our of my YA life, at least. I read um, them. I read them as well. And I read um, another one. Uh, um, Divergent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen those movies, but I haven't read the books. I really liked the first volume of that. Divergent? And then, yeah. And then I read the second one, and it rapidly... I don't really descended. remember what happened. What happened? Oh, it's about so it's about this world and it's the, the yeah. world is split up into these four sections and in the beginning, like when they're sixteen or something, they all get sorted into their factions, which are like oh, yeah, according yeah, yeah. to like different values. So yes. I think there's like altruism, yes, and yes, bravery, yes, yes, yes. and that's also a shaling movie. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Because they came out the same year, Divergent and The Fault in Our Stars, the film. Oh, she's anyway. really busy that year. Yeah. <laughs> it really was a good year. <laughs> But yeah, I actually I actually quite enjoyed the first one of those, and then the second one was a lot worse, and the third one was bad. Mm, I don't think I read all three. Because you were saying you did read some, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, but th- now that I'm also thinking back, I was obsessed with Harry Potter, which I don't know if it goes into the... Because I, I mean, I read them like five times, each book five times, so... That was, like, wow. probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, but the YA. thing is, because you're a but little bit that... older yeah. than me. She's, like, two, three years older than me, and I'm 21. And you're, no, you're I'm turning 25. I'm turning 25. You're turning 22. Yes. So I'm three but years older. But it's been older. a while. Not yours. Yours is coming up soon. Yeah, but yours is, like, one month later. Two months later. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like it's long. Okay. Stop. 2020 has lasted long enough. Yeah, maybe. Because I read them when I was a kid, but I didn't have the, like, I was, a, I was kind of, like, I read all of them as well. Mm. But I didn't, I wasn't like a, but my sister was a Potterhead, oh my god. Mm. She like learned everything by heart. And she was like, quiz me on Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I will not do such a thing. And then now, of course, now that we're all older and we've realized that a lot of things were wrong with Harry Potter, but that's fine. No, it's not fine. I wouldn't gift Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, there's lots of stuff that I didn't realize. Like once someone was like, yeah, like Gringotts, it's such a like 
anti-Semitic stereotype and I never like I didn't think about it when I was a no, kid. Me no, neither. me neither. But then once I was it was pointed out to me, I was like, oh fuck. But would you yeah, actively yeah. prevent your child from reading Harry Potter? Because I think No, but I wouldn't encourage it. And I feel yeah, like by the okay, time it's yeah. just gonna be an old thing and yeah, like probably. care. Maybe they'll watch the film. Or like children around me, like my little cousin, I'm not pushing him to watch Harry Potter to or to read Harry Potter. I think he's watching them. No, I can I get the thing with like I wouldn't encourage it, yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know, Will Grace and Will Grace, uh, yeah. I can't wait to gift it to him. Okay, well, I think we're going to have to wrap up, but um, to end, we should say each, either, like, the favorite or, like, one YA-type book that we would actually recommend, or your favorite YA trope, like, the one you love to hate, but you still, like, love it. I think I have a trope. Okay. What's the trope? The one that is also in Maya and Domenico, like, the bad boy turned uh, good boy trope, which... I love to hate, <laughs> but I think that also makes you like hooked because you wanna you wanna like three hundred and sixty five like... days. Though. Oh my god! <laughs> Sarah and I watched three hundred and sixty five days. Maybe we'll uh, make you an episode about yeah, just it. about that. Motivated. Oh my god! Oh god that was such the, a ride. <laughs> the bad movies we watched in quarantine. Wait, we can also make it because you watched it. As I well. watched it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched we it after kind you. kind of forced you to, or I feel like Sophie kind of forced you to watch it. I was kind of lumpy to watch it. Yeah, I sound very cursed. <laughs> um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It annoyed me a bit, because I think even at the time I had like the seeds of my feminist consciousness, mm. and I was always like... Yeah, but that's either... also something in real life that I'm like, I know that I'm like, I feel like I'm victim to, so... Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, I see. Okay, cool, fair. It's one that you love to hate. Yeah. Your turn. Um, a book I would actually recommend or still reread today is Isola by Isabella Bedi. I don't know whether it's been translated. Um, is it YA? But it is YA. It's about a group of teenagers who are sent to an island somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And they are filmed for a reality TV show, but they are they believe that it's just kind of all harmless and it's just about their interaction with each other like a social experiment but then things start happening and i think i would still like that like i think i would still enjoy it today okay so it doesn't look like it's been translated no, but um shame. for those who speak german please read it or swiss german or swiss, or swiss german. Or austrian <laughs> okay for people who understand <laughs> britain german i'm sorry i don't want to exclude anyone um yeah, no, it's not translated. Okay, me, well, I would actually recommend 13 Little Blue Envelopes and The li- the Last Little Blue Envelope, I think. I think, I haven't reread them um, while listening to George Ezra. The book I loved when I was a teen, but that's definitely not YA, is, uh, in French it's called Moi Christiane F, Présent Drogue et Prostitué, and in yeah, German yeah, yeah. it's called Wir Kinder von Bahnhofzug. And it's also been translated in English. Um, it's absolutely not YA, but I loved it when I was a bit older, and I listened to David Bowie's Black and Roll Suicide. And I was like, yeah, and I was reading this. It's when I was not like other girls. But it's a really <laughs> a really interesting book it is about yeah. sex work and drug addiction and that kind of stuff. And, and I feel like a lot of people read it when they are teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not YA, but no, no, like no. teens yeah. do read I think it. it yeah. It's a teen's book. Like, yeah. my mom, well, she, no, she didn't read it when she was a teen because she was born in the 60s and it's set in the 90s, but she'd read it before as well. Yeah, um, yeah and okay, my favorite trope... Mm, I actually kind of like the whole, like, okay, I made you a playlist, like, blah, 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 when they're all like, oh my god, I'm really into, uh, 
niche things that are really not that niche, like David Bowie. But like I really liked it <laughs> when I was that age because I was like, oh my god, I also love David Bowie. And now I realize it's because like everyone does. But at the time, I was like, wow, we're really like a group of teens who are into. I think that's something YA does well is like picking some moments or like things that teens feel and then pretending that it's like. Special. Private. Yeah, special or like mm. individual, even though it's really universal. And then so when you read it, you're like, I also have a passion for like maps. Wow. <laughs> I, I still really like the kind of road trip trope. Oh, yeah, me too. Is that really mm. YA? Well, I feel like. It is also I like, YA. I like the YA version of it. Okay. I, I feel like most other. But, anyways, but <laughs> um, I like the YA version of it. So I was just thinking about Paper Towns, for example. That's something that I really like. That's something that really intrigued me, or that really hooked me onto that. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Well, um, thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And you didn't really have a choice. And um, <laughs> I will be back next week, hopefully. It was nice to um, talk to you again. Bye.